0: Hi, my name is Billy Prempe, and I've lived in Patterson, New Jersey my entire life. I'm a first generation American, and I'm a child of legal immigrants. So hear me when I say this, America is a great nation, and Americans are incredible people. Anybody who tells you otherwise is straight up lying to you. You see, I'm proud to be an American. I stand for our national anthem and I'll hold this flag up with pride. And for the record, I do have privilege, American privilege, because being an American is hands down the greatest privilege on the face of the earth.
1: Welcome to The Fallest State I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you all for being with me. You can support The Fall state by going to thefallestate.tv slash donate and also clicking the link description there for Locals.com and thank you. You can support us there while we work. I do appreciate it. I have with me Billy Prempe. I'm sure I'm saying it wrong, but I'll let him say it for you. He is an Air Force veteran and the 2024 Republican candidate for U.S. Congress in New Jersey's ninth District. Billy, thank you for coming on. I do appreciate it.
0: Thank you for having me, Jesse. And uh, you did pronounce it properly.
1: Oh, right on. That's amazing. So what made you decide to run for Congress as a Republican in New Jersey there?
0: Well, um, I I didn't start out as a Republican. before i went into the military i was going in as a democrat that's primarily because everybody i knew uh was a democrat growing up um when 2020 when the 2008 election came around and voted for barack obama it seemed like we were going to have some good hope and change and my perspective changed in 2011 when i was a station in RAF Mildenhall Hall in england when uh we started the bombing campaigns in libya Um, I saw that the damage that Barack Obama caused and made problems far worse in Africa. Um, It led to the creation of ISIS. It expanded terrorism even more. And I no longer aligned with the things that the Democratic Party were standing for. But even prior to that point, I had several friends in my life that were encouraging me to look into more conservative perspectives, more specifically with Ron Paul. And um, I was very interested in learning more about the Federal Reserve and the fractional Reserve banking system and seeing how it's affected our country. But by the time I I made the decision to switch parties, um, I'd already voted for Barack Obama. I got buyer's remorse. And um, this isn't actually my first time running for Congress. Um, I I ran initially in 2020 for the first time, and it's something that I didn't intend on doing. Um, I never saw myself as someone who would get involved in politics, per se. But in 2020, by the time Donald Trump had already done his first three and a half terms, um, he's, he's done exceptionally well, and the country was doing much better than any other president I've seen in my lifetime. And I was not even a fan of Donald Trump initially. Um, I never was throughout my life. But when I started to hear some of the policies he was talking about, and I saw that they were actually going to resonate with my beliefs in terms of having more fiscal responsibility, securing our border, which is extremely important for me, um, especially since I'm a first-generation American. My parents, they immigrated to this country as well. And seeing that the president wanted to put our country first and create a more merit-based system, I got behind him. And in 2020, when I decided to run, um, I ended up breaking a record as a Republican in the ninth District. At the time, it was a D-plus 16, and uh, no one was able to take down the incumbent. He was in office for 27 years at the time, 40-plus years of politics, 87 years old, uh, Bill Pascrow. So he had a lot of time in office. But when I ran, we ended the race in 2020 with 31.6%, which doesn't sound like a lot. But this was the most votes that a Republican has ever gotten in the district by a lot. Um, Since uh, 1983 and uh, 2022, I decided to run again after seeing how we were able to make significant changes in the D plus 16. And we did even better. We broke our previous record and we ended with 43.6 percent of the vote. And I believe the reason why that is, is because we're a grassroots campaign. We're not establishment funded. In fact, a lot of the establishment party does not like my campaign, similar to like how most of the establishment does not like Donald Trump. I was focusing on the policies you mean the republican matter.
1: establishment uh,
0: yes yeah. yes on both sides but uh i was also attacked from within the republican party as well too to try and uh there's there's a myth here in new jersey that this district is unwinnable and no one can unseat bill Pascrell. and to be honest i believe it's because the republicans are working hand in hand with the democrats to help prop up the situation that we've got in our state and i've got one too many friends and even a relative that have been killed from gun violence in our city. And that's because we have these terrible policies that keep getting pushed forward. When I see Republicans kicking the can down the road and giving lazy excuses as to why we can't get involved in a race, I decided to get up and, and run a race and run hard. And with the results that we've gotten, it's clear, very clear, that in the past 30 years there hasn't been a candidate that has the policies, the vision, or the drive that I do. And I believe I speak not just for this generation, but the next generation moving forward. Do
1: you live in a, are, pa- be, are you representing a black district?
0: Um, the, the district is 13% black. The city that I live in, Patterson, it, it is an inner city. Um, I live in the fourth ward, which is a predominantly black part of uh, Patterson. Um, but we have uh, many different people from uh, various backgrounds inside of our district, uh, about 45% Hispanic, 37% Hispanic, um, uh, non-Hispanic and about 8% Asian, Arab, and everything else in between.
1: Do, do, do the blacks in New Jersey vote Republican? Do they support uh, black or white Republicans at all?
0: In my, I, I can only really speak for my district. Right. Um, and at the time, the answer was no. However, in 2022, we got more Republicans to vote for. I mean, we got more unaffiliated Democrats to vote for Republican than at any other time. And my city of Patterson is typically a stronghold for my opponent. Um he, he we're from the same city. He's been in office for all over thirty years, former mayor, and people tend to just vote Democrat because of muscle memory. But in 2022, um I decided to crash a uh a a meeting that the the uh Patterson City Council as well as the congressperson was doing that uh that would have uh they were basically calling out a flyer that was being mailed out by some Republican pack that showed uh that showed that there was a, a a displeasure with the equal opportunity in our state and when they saw that they came out and basically said that republicans are racist and you know we need a republican to come out and disavow this i came out and i disavowed this on a live stream uh, with several thousand people watching which swayed um lots of democrats to come and vote republican for the first time and since the crime rate has gotten worse in the district, um, especially as, as recent as December of this, of this past year, we have hundreds and hundreds of migrants being dropped off in Sea New Jersey, which is in our district. They're being bussed in from Texas. The New York mayor does not want to have any more migrants inside of his community, and they got stopped right there at the Lawton uh train junction in Sea and the mayor of my city is now trying to turn our city into a sanctuary city. He wants yeah. more migrants to come in. He's begging for government resources and black people are finally starting to wake up, wake up. And it's not even just black people. I would say even immigrants that came to this country and came in the right way. We have a lot of immigrants in our city and our district. Um, they don't want to see this. They don't want this coming here. And he's losing support faster than ever before. But the bottom line is this is like, in order for us to de- defeat this guy, we, we need a lot of support. Um, this is someone who's been in for decades, raised let, millions and millions of dollars. Let me ask during the-
1: what what's wrong with the black? What do you mean? Um, the crime, the black on black crime and the uh um out of wedlock well, birth and and the anger in the black within the black people and in the black community. What's wrong with them? Why are they acting that way? <clears throat>
0: Well, I think there's a lot of things that, that stem to that, that, that stem from that, that question. Um, I think primarily it's because there's one, there's not a lot of fathers in the household. Um, unfortunately, yeah. in, the, in the, black community. And I, I, that's something that I would like to see a lot more of. We have different groups that are pushing for abortion. There's a lot of promiscuity in, in our community. And I think that one of the things that lead to a strong state as well as a strong nation is a strong nuclear family. Um, And seeing that we don't have that and seeing that there aren't too many opportunities invested in inner cities and areas where are in areas that are predominantly African American or ethnic, um, I believe that without those, without resources to mitigate those problems, whether it be recreational or even job opportunities within the community, it makes it hard for anyone to try and build a normal life. And sadly, some people turn to crime and that does nothing but harm the black community. It's something that I want to reverse with the you, Revive America plan as you well think as the Freedom Education
1: uh, plan. Do you think that if you brought in jobs, you brought in, tried to clean up the community, would that change the Blacks?
0: I think with time, and I, and, and I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to take time, and I, I don't want to speak about Black people as if they're just a monolith. Um, I, I do understand that, by and large, there's a lot of issues within the community, but I believe it's also going to take time before we see significant change. Um, Why isn't there an
1: emphasis on family? More so than anything, telling the Blacks they need to overcome the anger. They need to start thinking for themselves. They need to take responsibility for their own life. It seems to me that would at least start to wake them up a little bit to realize it's not racism and not the white man, it's not slavery. It's just that they're not taking responsibility. Why isn't, why don't we hear more of that from politicians than about programs and things like that?
0: Well, because I think the problem is also much, I think the problem is also much bigger than just programs. This is something that's been indoctrinated in the black community for longer than I've even been alive, whether it's through the media, whether it's through culture, or even in school. In, in schools today, black people are taught that they're inferior in comparison to white people and many other races. And that makes it uh very difficult especially for someone that's young and growing up in an impoverished area how they taught that try. in
1: school what are what are they doing in school to make them think that
0: well they've I, i've i've come across numerous parents who have showed me different reports that their children had to do where they were basically trying to demonstrate the effects of, of slavery and generational racism and these kinds of things and, and showing how because many white people did not have to encounter this or go through this that uh, they somehow have a higher and upper hand over others, which may be the case for most people. But by and large, um, I believe that being black, and this is my personal opinion, I believe that being black is one of the um, greatest things in the world. I think it's actually quite a superpower. The reason why I say that is because if you can overcome the adversity, if you can overcome the nonsense that comes your way, um, I think that you can become unstoppable. I myself have become one of the most influential people in politics in the Republican Party in the state. And this is from a small guy with dreadlocks coming from the fourth ward of Patterson, New Jersey, in the middle of the hood. And I w- I've been able to get many people involved in politics, which led to hundreds of people listing their candidacies, some getting elected to various seats with across across the state and much more. And I don't think that this would have been possible had I continued to believe the things that I'm taught in school or taught by our favorite rapper or your favorite movie or media showing that we're, we can only amount to slavery and jim crow era kind of things i don't think that that does much of a,
1: a disservice so they, that doesn't they, mean we should are they taught <clears throat> this by black teachers
0: um that i don't know because i'm not inside those classrooms i can only speak off on the things that i've seen right. within my community and, and the conversations that i've had with parents but i have seen um teachers from various races pushing that kind of rhetoric
1: i i noticed that Slavery has nothing to do with the condition that not all, not all, but most of the blacks are in, because slavery's been over 150 years ago. They don't even know anything about slavery, except the lies that they hear about in movies and things like that, and maybe the schools. But they don't know anything about slavery. And my generation, and before me, they did much better under the, with the so-called Jim Crow laws and things like that. The blacks did much better. They, they had families. They had jobs. They built businesses. They bought land. They were not blaming anyone for their issues in life. They dealt with their own issues. And so they seemed to, and they didn't blame anything on slavery at all. And so to allow the blacks to still use the excuse of slavery, which is a lie, it has nothing to do with them. It's only keeping them in the hell that they're in. Why don't politicians erase that idea And just let them know that they're holding themselves back because they think in groups rather than individuals.
0: Well, I agree with you. And and, and another thing I want to touch on is something that I've noticed in uh, various communities, especially in the inner cities. There's a a growing influence of Marxism and socialism that's that's being pushed on the black community. And it's being promoted that, you know, this unification and somehow a, a breakaway society will be able to prosper away from white people and away from other races. And that's not what the concept of this country was for. Um, when the founders initially created this country, it wasn't perfect or a lot of problems with our country. But the Constitution was written for a perfect country that did not exist yet. And it's taken time for us to get to this point. And we have Marxists and socialists, especially in our our, our education system, that are educating children that the only way forward is to resist capitalism, resist right. um resist the nuclear family, resist all these traditional things that help keep a country and keep a nation strong. And I think that as a black person, when you see these kinds of things and you feel like you're outcasted or you're, you're, you're not a part of the conversation, I could see why many of them would gravitate to these kinds of things, especially in scenarios when a lot of the leadership is gone in our communities and inside of our homes. So I can't fault I can't fault black people for thinking that way. But I believe that there is a better way. And that's what I'm intending on doing. And that's what I continue to do by uh, speaking with people in our community, going to city council meetings and, and bringing light to the issues that are really affecting us. And I think with what's happening now at the southern border, now that it's affecting my community, it's affecting places like Chicago, it's affecting places like Houston, Texas, many black people across the country are starting to wake up and realize yeah. that this is no longer about us anymore. And if we don't say anything or, or stand up, we could get replaced. And I think that's what the end goal is about a decade
1: from now, if this continues. What, you you were born in America? Yes, sir. But your family came here <clears throat> from Africa, right? Yeah,
0: they came from Ghana, West Africa.
1: Um, I've always and well, you are American citizen. You were born here, so it would be different. Do you think not that you are foreigner, you were born here, but do you think foreigners will be allowed to run for office in in government in America?
0: If it's for a, if it's for a federal seat like Congress or Senate, yes. And I think that's after they've actually become a citizen, gone through a process, put their hand on the Bible and sworn in. Yes, I think they should. For president, no. And I think the reason why is I think it's important for someone to, if you're going to represent the United States, you should have been born in this country. I think yeah. every aspect of your being should come from this land if you're going to run the country. But if you're going to run a district or run a Senate seat within a state, or even governors, I can understand that. But for president, I believe that you have to be an American citizen, born American citizen, to run for president.
1: I noticed that um, black Africans that come here, they tend to do very well. They they work hard. They more they educate themselves. They really work hard. And then the black Americans, they become jealous of them as they do with white people or anyone else. And so they don't get along with the the uh, white folk, I mean, the black Africans, there was a fight in, with the Somalian students at some high school there, and not, not in New Jersey, but another city. Why don't they get along with the other, why don't the American blacks get along with the African blacks when they come here?
0: Um, I think it's for various reasons. And, and I can kind of tell you what my experience was like growing up and I, I believe the reason why that is is because when people come from uh, places like africa south america and other countries uh many of them have seen actual legitimate true horrible terrifying poverty most of them uh most that people here in the united states have not even had the opportunity to experience and i don't think anyone should want that opportunity but uh many of the people here in america uh, a, a, a roach-infested projects building and an Obama phone is considered, you know, the worst thing in the world when for someone who's probably coming from Ghana where you're kicked out on the street, you lose everything you've got, you got to sell the last of your garments to try and find a way to get a ticket to come to England and then come to the United States to start a family, which is basically the story of my mother and what she did here. She sold everything she had after, you know, a dispute happened with her, her uh, parents after one of them passed away. They were out on the street living in a very small kitchen and she sold everything she had to move to England. She started working in England with my father. And they saved up some money, came to the United States. And my mother, she was previously married to an American citizen. Because I know that's how some of that question is going to ask, well, how would your mom get into the country? My mom was formerly married to an American citizen. And when she decided to leave England, she and she married my father. They came to the United States. They had me, my brother, my little sister. And they also brought 14 other relatives from Ghana to the United States. Every single one of them going through the legal process with the longest person waiting in line waited about 15 to 17 years, if I'm not mistaken, um, for his paperwork to get processed before he came in. Um, so every single one of my relatives came in legally. And this is one of the things that got me very, very, very gung ho on Donald Trump was the fact that he wanted to secure the border. And it's not that he was against immigrants or he doesn't like immigrants. He's married to an immigrant for Christ's sake. The issue is. Is that we can't have people coming into our country where we don't know where they're from, we don't know what they stand for, and many of them don't have the same values or interests as we do. Many of them are coming to this country for economic reasons, uh, even though that was one of the same reasons why my parents came here. They came because they actually wanted to become American citizens. Well, to the I noticed, point that.
1: I noticed that most of the illegal coming now for free stuff. You know, Biden's right. Home, economic migrants. Yeah, you get everything free, so come on in, no problem. And I believe they're doing that because they want to vote. They're kind of getting rid of the blacks. They don't need the blacks as much, so they're offering free stuff to the illegals to get the vote.
0: Well, that's what that's what it appears as of right now. Illegals cannot vote, but uh, illegals being moved into certain districts is concerning because that is also counted in the census vote. I mean, the census numbers, and that could be used for redistricting purposes. That could be used to gerrymander, and we've seen. A lot of that happened here in the state of New Jersey, and I'm sure it's going on in other states as well, um, where they play these political games with the population numbers. So it's something that's very concerning for me because I I see that if this doesn't stop soon, I I believe in the next four or five years, if if, if 200 to 300,000 people keep coming into the border like we had last month, we had about 270,000 people in the first 27 days uh, come across the southern border. That trend continues I don't see this country lasting more than another five years, which is why I think it's critical that uh, we need people inside of Washington, D.C. to do what's right and put the policies that are going to put our country first. But that can't be done without the support of the people.
1: I noticed that the Democratic Party and the Republican Party are the same. We have a one-party system now, and I've noticed that they are about themselves. They are not about working for the people. They are about gaining money and and perceived power. And so as a result of that, having a one-party system, we're not getting, getting anything really done in America anymore. The Republicans haven't done one thing since Donald Trump left the first time around. And things have only gotten worse, and they haven't stopped anything from getting worse. And I don't know why we could, should continue to support them. Can you give me a reason?
0: Well, here, here's what I will say is the, the reason I, before before a conservative, I, I mean, before Republican, I'm a conservative. I'm an America first conservative, and I love this country with all my heart Um, in terms of party affiliation. Unfortunately, there is no party And the way politics work. Everyone has to kind of galvanize behind the party before they actually get in. Like I said, there's people within the party that don't get along with me, that don't necessarily like me. But the grassroots and the people in the communities actually do the issue that I see with, with it being a, a uniparty, party, I think that's true because I was having a conversation with someone not too long ago where we were talking about how the Democrat party, they push an agenda and they push it with full force while the Republican party just seems to stall and hold back the wall. And there's always an excuse as to why things can't get done. Um, I was speaking with a congressman uh, not long ago, actually, when I was in, in Maryland and one of my, my friends asked him a question about what is he going to do about the January 6th prisoners that are still in Washington DC. Some of them still haven't seen a trial date. And, um, we want to know what's going on. Are you going to support them getting a fair date or having them released? You guys have a minority in the, con- you have a majority in the Congress. So this is definitely possible. And that congressperson's response, and I don't want to put his name out there and kind of embarrass him, but his response was, well, the reason why we can't do this is because even though we have a majority, the party's divided because there's some Republicans that like Trump and there's some, which to me is nonsense. And it's a political answer that I don't want to hear. See, the Republicans actually have the opportunity to get things done. But when they play this, we have to keep our, we have to. Play it slow and play it safe, while the Democrats are talking about turning your child into a pterodactyl or yeah. whatever the case may be, and they're changing policy left, right, and center as radically as possible. Republicans tend to always say, "Well, hang on, let's slow down," all while the left continues to encroach on the freedoms of the Americans. So um, I don't see much of a difference in the party. The reason why I say to continue to, to vote Republican is because that's where that's where my values lie. They lie within the conservative party. Are there some good Republicans? Absolutely. Are there a lot of grifters in the Republican party? Absolutely, are there Republicans that don't wanna see our country prosper? Sure, but I could never in a million years align myself with a party that that champions the destruction of the nuclear family, that champions keeping our southern border wide open, that has no problem with giving hundreds of billions of dollars to foreign countries that don't give a damn about us. I can't align myself with a party like that and to sit unaffiliated and to sit and do nothing. Unfortunately, the, the way politics works an unaffiliated candidate or even a libertarian candidate at this point does not have the pull to make a significant change in this country um so that's the reason why i continue to vote republican and what i tell people is vote for the candidate yeah vote for their policies actually look at their policies look what they stand for look what they believe in And anybody who looks at me when i talk with democrats when i talk with republicans a lot of them agree with my policies if they don't like one they at least agree with six which is totally fine because at the end of the day I'm here to represent the American people. I'm not here to represent the party. I'm not here to represent my own personal interest. And I have my policies on my website, billyprantfed.com, where anyone can take a look at the things that I stand for. And you'll see why many people across the board resonate with my policies.
1: Are you a Christian?
0: I am very Christian. Actually, I was
1: just baptized in November. Really? And are you married yes, and have family and all that? No, I'm divorced. You're divorced. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. And so what does it mean to be a Christian?
0: What does it mean to Christian? What it means is to put your full faith in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and know that he died for our sins. And I believe that when I go to heaven, or when I pass away, that I will go to heaven because I profess um, my faith in, in his sacrifice and to live righteously and to lead as many people as possible to Christ. Um, I think that's important, and I think our country has really strayed away from uh, not, I wouldn't even say so much biblical values, but a God focused value because this country, when it was founded, it was founded by men that believed in God. And we can debate what, what religion they supported or, or, or what their spiritual beliefs were. But at the end of the day, our country was based on a lot of biblical things. Everything that our country was founded on, um, depended on trying to keep the structure of family together, keep faith as essential, important focus, even though there is a separation of church and state, um, the 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 central focus of of keeping these traditional values together is what helped our country thrive and helped our country grow. It wasn't until about the 1960s, and you could probably touch on this as well too because it's before my time where you know feminism and Marxism and all these radical movements started to come into society and permeate permeate into our our professions and permeate into our education system that the psychology of of many Americans began to change over time to here we are today where no one can tell you what the gender is. Let me ask you about a, this.
1: Church. Is that even the idea <laughs> of separation of church and state? That's not true, right? They just start saying that, and it seems to be true, but there is no separation of church and state.
0: I would agree. I, I would agree with that. And I, I think that's a, a political talking point to, to get away from the fact that uh, this country did have a biblical founding and yeah. it was very important. And you can even find it in many of the architecture Um, in our country as well.
1: What do you say to Christians who believe that Christians should not get involved in government? I hear that a lot from Christians. What do you say to those Christians who think that way?
0: Well, what what I say to those Christians is even in the Bible, God used many people for various things. He used sinners. He used people who were kings, who were judges, who were politicians from various walks of life to help do his will and the truth is if you think that you shouldn't get involved in politics because this is after all the the realm of the devil which i do believe and we can see that in society um and the kingdom of god is different at the end of the day we still need people that are biblically focused and people that will actually fight to keep our country together to keep society intact and if we're not involved in politics then you just allow the wolves to go into the hen house every single time yeah. but If we have a shepherd out front that's willing to mitigate these issues and keep the people safe and do what's right for our country and and do what's right before the eyes of God, frankly, then um, I think our country would be in a much better place.
1: I think that idea that Christians should not be involved in government is so dumb that it's hard for me to believe that people can believe that because if the Christians are not running the government and the non-Christians are, look at the type of laws they create. You know, they don't create... Godly laws, they create laws that go against everything, as you mentioned, family, uh, capitalism. They 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 create a mess, and they lock the Christians down, but the Christians still say, oh, we shouldn't be involved in government. I don't know where they get that idea from. It's such a dumb idea.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't agree with it at all. I, yeah. I think that if our if our country's gonna try and get some sanity back, there needs to be a moral ground. There needs to be a moral structure. And right now there is no moral right. structure. The moral structure is like Aleister Crowley, do what thou wilt, and that's where we are today.
1: I I I support the Great White Hope for President and last <laughs> night they had the uh uh one of the primaries there in New Jersey and he won. Donald Trump won. Not New Jersey but New Hampshire. New Hampshire. And uh, Donald Trump won, but stupid Nikki Haley is, because she's so selfish, she still wanted, oh, I'm going on and on, rather than saying, you know what, let's all unify now to make sure that the Democrats don't get in again. Let's work together on this. But she is, love her ego more than she loves the country. How should the people deal with that? What do you think about that?
0: I think that the people should should I think that the people should completely go hard against her because it's funny. I have a situation like that going on in my primary right now. I had no primary opponent. The person who initially requested that I run in 2020, he ran in 2016, didn't do anywhere near as good as I did. In in 2020, I ran, beat his record, and then beat my previous record. And for whatever reason, he believes that he has the ability at almost 70-something years old, multimillionaire in a fancy part of town, thinks that he can come to Patterson, New Jersey and unify the votes and and get people behind them because he's somehow more Republican, despite all the work that I've done to build this movement here in this state. Um, it's a waste of money, it's a waste of resources, and it's a waste of people's time because at the end of the day, people want our country to get fixed. If you don't have what it takes, you don't have what it takes. I think that people s- spoke very loudly in Iowa. They spoke even louder in New Hampshire. And if she's gonna continue to run this race because she believes she's got a shot, all she's doing is wasting people's time and i would encourage every republican that's out there if you if there is no path to victory and i believe there is none with her step out of the way and for the republicans that are home that are like well i can't vote for this candidate purely because of this you will sit home and complain about joe biden you'll sit home and complain about bill Pascrell and governor murphy and the terrible policies that they're putting forth on us but if you sit home because your lukewarm candidate didn't win and you can't get behind Trump because of what the media said, you have no one to blame for what's going on in this country. Because the truth is, I can't see someone like like Nikki Haley standing up to Iran or standing up to Vladimir Putin or Kim Jong-un. I just can't see it. She can't even stand up to scrutiny in public when people question her policies or show up to her events and challenge her. So if she can't handle that, There's no possible way she's going to be able to stand up to Xi Jinping when it comes to dealing with China and dealing with the, uh, with dealing with the conflicts going on in Taiwan. I just don't see it happening. And I think that we've seen under President Trump, there was no military conflict, which is something I was very big on. Um, other than dropping the bomb on ISIS and wiping them out in several months when it took Obama years and I was still in the military while this was going on, seeing him pull that off, seeing him structure deals. Across the across the world and unify the world, and even seeing how foreign countries like India, for example, who held the largest political rally in the world for Donald Trump, seeing how the world looks at him, I think it's very obvious um who the candidate is going to be and who we should get behind. Yeah, it's not Joe Biden. You can't wake up. You can't see anything. Nikki Haley. She doesn't have a a path for the future or a vision for the future. And I think that she's just running for clout and to raise funds. At yeah, this point, it's all about her. I'm not a fan
1: of. It's all about her and not about. The people at all. What uh what is a man? What is a man? Yes. A man is a a man is a, a
0: male human.
1: A male human?
0: Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah, a male human.
1: Uh what is and love? They have
0: a, what is love? I, I think love is that's an interesting question. I think love is an action that's done um for the for the purpose of uh showing care and affection for someone. Um, doing something, even sacrificing, um, for someone who can't, I believe. I, I believe it's a, an action that's, uh, that's a very good question, Jesse. But that's, that's basically <laughs> what I believe love is. I believe love is an action that's, uh, that's done and it's a sacrifice that you do for someone that you care about, um, regardless of circumstance. I guess that's what I, I would define as love. Do
1: you believe that racism exists?
0: Do I believe it exists? I mean, I believe there's people that are bigoted, and I believe there's people that have uh, racist opinions of people. Does racism exist? Sure. Is it as rampant as what the media and Twitter tells us? I don't think so. I think a, a lot of it is hyped up. It's manufactured. It's now the cool thing to show, look how racist I, I people are being to me. and It just becomes a viral thing. So I can see how some things are blown out of proportion, and they say it's racist when they're really not. But does racism exist? I believe it does.
1: Um, I just don't difference?
0: think it's as big as they make it seem.
1: What's the difference? You say you believe there's bigotry, bigotry. People are bigoted. Well, yes. What's the, the difference the between the wo- bigoted and racism?
0: Well, well, bigoted would would be against someone's someone's uh, religion, their gender, ethnicity, um social status, political class. While racism genuinely pertains to race. I know some people say that racism is is power plus, uh, plus uh, influence over another or something to that degree, which I think is ridiculous. I think racism is what it is, is to go against someone purely based off their skin color.
1: Um, God said that our battle is a physical, I mean, a spiritual battle, a warfare between good and evil, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against, and against spirits and principalities, wickedness in high places. And if that's true, and it is true, racism, why would you say that racism exists if our battle is spiritual? It's a warfare between good and evil.
0: Well, because, because, well, I agree with you, but at the same time, like a spirit could still cause people to do things that are outside of their character. So I think that an action still exists, regardless of whether it's spiritual or not. I think someone being racist is an actual action that someone has to take.
1: But you if you either before you return to the Father before you're born again of the father you human beings are of their father, the devil, and the devil make a home in them, and he make them influences them to do the things they do to one another to themselves, and once you're born again of the father, you overcome that he take that spirit away and he give you his spirit, and now you're influenced by him and so if and uh why won't Why don't people call it what it is, that it is spiritual and not racism? Because there's no such thing as racism. It's never existed, and it's impossible to exist. It's just that people either have hate, and most people do. Anyone that has anger has hate of their father, the devil. Anyone that's overcome anger has love, which is of God. Why not call it what it is, evil, so that we can get rid of this... Phony idea of racism.
0: Well, because it would, I think it's, I think that, that that statement is similar to saying, like, well, why don't we just call murder evil? Because right. it is evil. But, right. But it's why don't we call action. murder
1: either. evil? It is evil. Well, it is.
0: It is. But I think it's more, I think it's more of putting things in a box for descriptive reasons. It's a label. And I, I think that's why.
1: Right. Because when you put it in a box, when you call murder, Mur- when you call killing someone murder instead of evil, it look like it doesn't look as bad, right? And how do you repair that? But if you call it evil, because anyone that murders someone, unless it's for protection or something like that, they are evil. And that way, the, the person can look at themselves, they can see that they have been driven by evil, and then they can start to work on it to overcome it. And I've noticed that in the world today, they have covered up evil, by giving it all types of names, like racism, sexism, homophobism, Islamophobism, allah u Debbie Dadism, um, white supremacism, anti-Semitism. They've given it all these ism rather than just calling it a good or evil. Well, like I said, I think
0: that's for descriptive reasons why they do that. It's like, well, you could say murder is evil and it is, it's an action that was taken and, uh, people need a label for something to describe what exactly happened or what is, is occurring. So I believe that's why that's, that's the case. I mean, that's a little bit deep. That's, uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say that's a little bit deep. That's a little bit outside the purview of, of, uh, what I, what I, I focus on at this point, which is, uh, the race, but, uh, but to answer that question, that's what I see.
1: What? Okay, I understand. But it look like, and I understand, but it look like they should say, oh, that was evil. That person was driven by evil. And, and that way, everybody understand what's going on. And human beings would start to remember that they're either of evil or they're of good. And that way, we can start dealing with some of this stuff. But let me ask, Where are you for abortion or against abortion? I'm against it. Um, I actually
0: the reason why I'm against it is because it's murder. Um, I, I don't believe in murder. And not only that, seeing how the the foundations and the creation of Planned Parenthood and things that Margaret Sanger was doing in the black community, I believe that if you are black, if you are ethnic, you should not support abortion in the slightest, especially when the foundations of Planned Parenthood were rooted in eugenics and eradicating right. blacks, Negroes, I mean, the eradicating uh, blacks, Jews and people that she considered weeds that could be destroyed. Um, seeing how this was being pushed to us through propaganda, through feminism and various measures um, purely to eradicate us. It's like I hear a lot of black people talk about black genocide and how uh, we're being wiped out. The truth is, we're doing it to ourselves. The difference is that we've been conditioned to do it through school, through media, through everything. And this all stems right back to Margaret Sanger and what she started with. And it wasn't until 2020 that Planned Parenthood decided to get rid of the Margaret Sanger Award because so many conservatives were bringing to attention um, what she did. So uh, once I started to do my research and I started to understand that it's, like, it's not just a clump of cells like they would tell us, they would try and diminish the fact that we're just a bunch of clumped cells, but a piece of bacteria on Mars is life. So we have to spend billions of dollars on rockets to go to Mars yeah. is insane to me. Um, so I, I think that there needs to be more of a value on human life. And we've been conditioned to think that our, our life isn't valuable. And, and that's why we have what we have right now. So I'm, I'm pro-life. I have a policy called the uh, Right to Life Plan. And what that does is I want this plan to allocate funds that are currently being used for Abortion and being used for Planned Parenthood to be shifted to charities and other, uh, and other organizations that can help facilitate mothers that are currently going through uh, pregnancy that are considering potentially abortion, uh, aborting child. There'll be resources for adoption and resources to help mothers get back on their feet if they're finan- facing financial hardship, because I don't believe that finance uh, should be a reason as to why we can't have children or or raise children. We're told that we need to import migrants because we don't have any people making children in the United States. But the truth is we're incentivized to kill our children and it's pushed as cool on social media if you have abortion. And I want to reverse that and get America back on the right track give birth to more Americans and actually help mothers that really do need the resources.
1: What made the woman's heart so wicked that she's willing to kill the man's baby in the womb? Why don't they have, why don't the, these women who are having these abortions, why don't they have enough love and common sense to know that that's a child in the womb put there by God? They didn't have anything to do with it, right? Why don't they have enough love not to kill the baby, the man's baby in the womb? Because um, suppose Jesus suppose Jesus might probably- be trying to come back through the womb. They're going to kill Jesus. <laughs> It's propaganda.
0: It's propaganda and feminism that's been pushed for decades.
1: I know, but is there is there a body and they have a baby in there? Well, it's not their body. I hate using that because they already think it's their body, but a baby is in the body, put there by God, and even and I understand what you mean about the propaganda. It is out there, but look like common sense would say, you know, this is a child in my womb, given to me by God. I'm not going to kill it. Suppose it's Jesus trying to come back. You know what I mean? Well, I don't think Jesus would come back that way. But, we don't uh, know. But I get your point.
0: <laughs> he's not coming back that way in the Bible. How is he Bible coming? He back that way. Well, he's, he's, coming back, uh, he's coming back with an army. He's coming back from the heavens. He's not going to come back from the womb. But what? that's neither here nor there. He's coming back what? Um, I said that's neither here nor there. You said he's but, coming uh, back he, with an
1: army in heaven?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah but um let's uh let's focus on on policy here and and the race. I don't want to deviate too much into uh <laughs> the religious conversation and the the reason why I say that and it's like i and i and i, I watch a show a lot jesse but uh the the reason why I say that is because this is very important to me, and I believe we have a very good shot at, at winning yeah, this and I race want and you, and you getting to win aren't you back on the right track
1: right I'm trying to keep you i don't want I want you to win and don't blame me <laughs> no no, you know no you got nothing to do with that but obvious. let me ask. Um, you mentioned the Margaret Sanger Award. One of the first people to receive a Margaret Sanger Award was uh, Martin Luther King Jr. And I'm uh,
0: not aware of that.
1: Yeah. Um, at the time, it's been said and written about that Martin Luther King was like the so-called leaders of the blacks. And right. she wanted to know who was the loudmouth preacher in the Black community for Blacks, right? And at the time of uh uh mother King Jr., so she gave him the Margaret Singer Award. And I've come to realize that one of the worst things that ever happened to the Blacks other than abortion was the civil rights movement. Do you agree with me on that? I, I, I want you to expand on that. Why do you say that? Because when prior to the civil rights movement, black people were independent thinkers, they didn't have leaders, they, they had their parents when they were young, but as adults, they, they led their own life. God led their lives, they had their own businesses, they didn't have to re- look to somebody to tell them how to vote or who to vote for. They were more independent. They didn't rely on the welfare. They were Republicans because the Democrats would not allow blacks into the Republican Party. Even Martin Luther King was a Republican at the time. But once the civil rights movement started, the blacks gave up God. They gave up family. They gave up individual thinking. And they went into blackness. They started looking for leaders like Martin Luther King, Jesse Jackson, all those guys. They sold the blacks over to the Democratic Party. And it's just been downhill ever since.
0: I can see that. I mean... There are some good things that came out of the civil rights movement, but I could also see your point on how uh, a lot of these leaders, even to this day, that are still talking, um, do not represent the black community. And they purely represent uh, a political ideology yeah. that's only pushed us further away from prosperity. So I can see that. Um There are some good things, however, that have happened through the civil rights movement. but Like what? Were there, well— For example, it's like uh, like a a lot. And don't get me wrong; there's still a lot of discrimination that happens in this country. Like people are still discriminating against everybody. um,
1: Discriminates. There's not one human being that doesn't discriminate.
0: Right, of course. But even but even outside of that, why is discrimination
1: seen as a bad thing? It's not bad to discriminate.
0: I, I can see your point on that, but, um, at the same time, it's, it, it prevents people who otherwise could have had an opportunity, who may even have the opportunity, who may even have the skills to fill certain roles or to accomplish certain things. A lot of them could get, um, left in the dirt or left in the dust because they are not considered. Give me an well, example of what, what
1: you mean by that.
0: Well, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is like, if you got two people, one's white, one's black and both of them, uh, went to school for the same degree, but let's say the black person excels better than the white person does, but they decide not to choose a black person purely because of discrimination. That doesn't I mean, that happen. People. Well, I, 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 I've i seen it happen a few times. You
1: have? Yeah, I've seen it happen. But the blacks don't work hard enough to be qualified. You know how they want say- to lower the standard. They tell the white man, you know what, the SAT test is too hard. Um, you want me to show up at work at seven. I want to come at nine. Um, you want me to work so hard like a white person. That's racism. Why would any white? <laughs> well, <laughs> why, well would, I certainly, why would any I certainly white person want way. to put up with that in their company?
0: Well, I, I certainly don't think that way. I'm not certain. The, uh, I know. I don't want to...
1: I want them to know <laughs> you don't think that way. You, you know what I mean?
0: Well, well, no, not even just dis- <laughs> me. <laughs> I mean, I, I, first off, personally, I wouldn't associate myself with people that think that way. Um, what? But uh, I, if, if someone if someone is lazy and they're trying to kick the can down the road, I don't associate myself with people like that. No, um, you know, it, it, like I wouldn't have someone like that in my circle; it's just too much of a liability. Yeah. Um, but that's me personally. Um, I know there's people that are like that. I mean, I've seen them in all races, granted. Is there a lot of it happening in the black community? Sure. But also look at the environment that they're in. Look at the many factors that have led into that. Um, can it be fixed? Absolutely. But to, I, don't, I don't think it's fair to say that all black people think that way.
1: Not all, not all, not all, not all but most. I could see that. Yeah. Um, not all, not all, but most. I was going to ask you something. Oh, would you hire a black person with a black name? I've got a black name. My name is, well, other than my first name, my last name is you got name, an so. African name, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. it's a guy named... But name. black people name? got black names because they don't want to have white names, so they, they, they name themselves... Maymay or something.
0: You know what I mean? I mean, if they could do the job, I don't care if their name is Tin Can, honestly.
1: But if the fact that they have a black name mean that they hate the white man or white people, so you're going to have trouble in your business, if a black person come in with a black name, you already know they're going to be not liking the white man. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I've
0: never heard that before. Why else would uh, they have
1: a black name?
0: I don't know. Their, their, their parents decided that that was a good idea, I suppose. I don't know.
1: And they need to fire their parents for doing that. <laughs> and that's a setup. Know, man. You know what I mean? Don't answer. How <laughs> <Not> to an answer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I man. want to ask. You said your opponent. He already you you knew him, and he already knew that you were running. Have you gone and talked to him to ask him to join with you and not try to run against you like this? Because you really do need oh. a change there.
0: Yes, of course, but I'm honestly not concerned during the primary, not in the slightest. Um, and that's because of all the momentum that I see on my side. There was a candidate with, that's of a much higher caliber than he is, who was also a military veteran. He's, uh, got a lot of, uh, experience. He's been in politics before and he ran for Congress back in 2008. He decided to get into the race in, uh, 2024. But he decided to drop out after two months. After he hired two national consulting firms, and the consulting firms told him that in order to win this primary, he's going to need to raise close to three million dollars, one point five million just to defeat me, and another one point five million to defeat Bill Pascrell, which is very, which is very flattering considering that I was a nobody uh, to to many people. And seeing uh, that despite the the loss in twenty twenty two, other than the two incumbents and the one candidate, Tom Kane, who won with millions of dollars from the RNC and the state parties, he was able to get in. Other than the two incumbents and, and Tom Kane, I was the best performing Republican in the entire state in one of the bluest districts. Um, so I don't see him being able to defeat me during the primary. I don't consider him a threat. Um, he can run. But a multimillionaire doctor from a very wealthy part of town is not going to be able to relate with a lot of the people that are in blue collar parts of Bergen County or even parts of Patterson and Passaic, New Jersey, inner city like where I live. It's just not going to happen.
1: So um, when you win, what will you do differently that's been done now?
0: Well, one of the first things that I I want to prioritize is what I call the Freedom of Education Plan. And this is a program that would allow for businesses to get involved with our education system. And the amount of money that a a business will invest into a school, they'd be able to write that off 100% on their taxes. And the reason why I think this is important is because home, especially in the state of New Jersey, um, almost 30 percent of our home's taxes goes to our education system. And it's not quality. It's not good. And many parents just don't have the same type of resources that other parents. I mean, other parents, children can get in private schools or charter schools. And I want to make the public schools better. While I may not have much influence on what can be done through the curriculum, I believe that getting trades into our schools will greatly benefit. So yeah. an example of how this program would work is if three contracting companies came in contractor A, contractor B and contractor C they wanted to bring a woodworking program to say public school 17 and they say hey we we want to do this contract I mean contractor A has we'll give you $100,000 and that's it. Contractor B says we'll give you $100,000 of sawmill And that's it. Contractor C says we'll give you $100,000, a sawmill, and we'll put a teacher on our payroll to go to your school. Depending on which contract the school chooses, that business that donates that to the school will be able to write that off 100% on the taxes. The benefit of that is that the school now has a program they otherwise couldn't have afforded. It doesn't become a burden for the homeowner. The children get access to a job skill that they otherwise would have not been able to get. The business is able to create an education pipeline for potential for potential future employees, as well as parents giving their children an opportunity to do something outside of school if for whatever reason they decide not to go to college. Because if we can invest in our youth while they're in school, give them job training while they're in school, they'll be more prepared for the real world when they get out. And not only that, but our infrastructure is in great need of repair. And we don't have a lot of people involved in the trades, despite the fact that the trades pay very, very well. I I think that's because they haven't been they, the trades paid me very, very well. I don't know where you're working, but in New Jersey and New York, they pay very well.
1: Yeah, that's how I was when I was growing up. They had they taught trades in schools as well. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Uh, trade school was preferred over college in those days because if mm-hmm. you had a trade, you're always going to have food on your table. You can start yeah. a business. There's so many things you can do with a trade. Uh, Will you get rid of critical race theory and? cutting off the kids' body parts, making the boy into a... giving the boy a girl body part and the girl a boy body part and teaching kids to hate one another and all that. We do get rid of all that. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally against any of that stuff. If any of that
0: stuff was... if any of that ever hit the House floor and it was trying to be pushed on the states from the federal position, I will unequivocally completely shut something like that down. I don't support that. I think it's ridiculous and I think our children need to grow up in reality and not this falsehood that politicians come up with and are shoving on our children's throats.
1: Now, I noticed that in government and all over the place now that the males in government, the representatives are afraid to speak up to the females that are in government. It's like mama-boy relationship. The men disagree, but they're afraid to say it because they don't want to be called woman-hater and all that. So they don't challenge the women at all. Will you be able and will you challenge the women in government that you disagree with? I've
0: I've never heard that before, but honestly, I I don't care if it's a dog that speaks English or an alien that speaks English that's in Congress. I mean, if you were elected and you were elected to represent the people, I don't care what your gender is. If your ideas are stupid, they're stupid ideas. And I'm going to challenge those ideas. If they're good ideas, regardless of what your gender is, I'll back and support those
1: ideas. Right on. I've got to ask. And then I, I got to put you on the hot seat. Um, sure. How do you deal with the attack? You're calling Uncle Tom. you call. I saw a video where a mother, I think it was a mother and a daughter, attacking you at some rally. How do you deal with the attack for being a conservative?
0: The same way I did it in that video. I just make them public. I put it front and center. And believe it or not, it actually gets more black people to support me because they yeah. see how outrageous these people are when they say things like that and it's at a point where i don't even address it anymore and it almost never happens because before i would always retaliate and respond back but it's at a point now where um people can see through the stupidity where that that happened in 2020 that video actually Um, it hasn't happened it hasn't happened since then I, i don't see it happening ever again and uh i know what i'm talking about so i'm not afraid to to answer tough questions or speak with people even when they disagree with me. And when people see that I'm willing to do that, even the people that are on the outskirts that don't get involved politically, they tend to vote my way because of these things. So that's not something I'm concerned with. And I think that's the beauty of uh, running a grassroots campaign is because I'm I'm with the people. I'm here for the people. So I, I don't I don't feel the need to uphold some kind of party position or what the leaders of the party want me to say or what they want to nice. think. Everything that I say is genuinely what I believe and is genuinely what I want. And that's why it's important that people across the country can get behind my campaign and, and help me get elected in 2024.
1: One other thing about that. I, I've noticed that, especially, I've noticed that when black people put in leadership roles, like government leadership roles, any role, really, but especially government, they don't tend to do well. They don't seem to be... They don't make it better. They tend to destroy it. Like Harvard University, for example. Harvard University was founded by white males who believed in God, and they supported it. It became one of the amazing universities in the country, and it lasted for years. And then they finally put a black female in charge of it, and it went to hell overnight. How come when the blacks get in leadership role, they destroy rather than being innovated and making it better and adding to it for the good? Why can't they do that?
0: I don't think that's accurate. I think there's lots of good black leaders. However, like there who? are ones that go out there. Well, myself is one of them. I have various people you, that- you're the
1: only one. Other than well, I'm, I'm, Thomas. I'm not,
0: I'm not the other one. I, I say Tim Scott, Byron Donald's. Tim um, Scott is a beta. Dr. Dr. Ben Carson. Well, what
1: <laughs> oh man. Well <laughs> Tim Scott was Tim Scott were just on his knees the other day begging some white woman to marry him. That's beta.
0: Listen, man, you get on your knee when you, when you and want he to a, He is a he mama's boy. A Nothing wrong with being a mama's boy. I love my
1: mother. Are you a mama's boy? I love my mother. Are you That's a mama's cool. boy? I would say so, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't that. Can anything I delete this out? That, out? I, don't, I don't see anything wrong with that, but okay. You don't want to be a... No, I'm not going to delete it. I'm just playing. You don't <laughs> want
0: to... I love my mother, though.
1: But, you know, we don't need mama boys. We need men. You know how God said one day we would turn the boys, the children, back to the fathers? We need yeah. men that are not afraid to stand up and just without anger, without judgment, and deal with things. We don't need any more Tim Scotts. Well, well,
0: that's why people need to go to com and donate to <laughs> Billy Pramper so that we can get me in the office. And, how do you spell your you last name go. for
1: the people so they understand it? Please.
0: P-R-E-M-P-E-H is my last name. Oh. Billy dot com forward slash donate.
1: So you grew up closer to your father or your mother? Both. They were both in the home. But who were you closest to? Um,
0: I was closer to my mother. My father worked a lot. But uh, when he did speak, we, we had really good in-depth conversations. And he played, I would say he had the most impactful, I mean, the most impact on my life. But I was closer to my mother because I saw my mother more.
1: Did, did your wife obey you?
0: Um. No, that's why I divorced her
1: If you had not been close to your mama She would obey
0: <laughs> Well th- There's a lot of other Personal reasons I'd rather not get into here Right, um, she's I understand just not a not a quality person
1: That's right. Oh, okay So I need to put you on the hot seat And I need you to answer sure. these questions As quickly as possible Let's go The hot seat did you ever tell a woman your problems?
0: Um, I say no, and the reason why is uh, I, I can understand if you do. I think that there's certain problems you don't talk about. There's some things that you can't handle. Um, if it's outside of your scope or you can't, then sure. But by all, but by and large, I say no because I've noticed that, uh, and this is just from relationships that it tends to cause more problems, more stress, more frustration. Yeah. Um, so it's better to just kind of deal with it. And most of the time, you don't really care about your problems. This is from experience here. <laughs> so uh, that's why I say that. Just get it done. You know, eat the pain and get it done. Did you take <laughs> that's, the jab? That's how I've looked at it. Huh? Did you take the jab? I was actually one of the biggest um, – Advocates against the jab in the state of New Jersey. Like I helped run various rallies, truck campaigns. We, we protested in front of Governor Murphy's house. I was one of the first candidates to come out and say, uh, don't take the jab because we don't know what's in it. And it's not because I don't know if it's safe or not, but this was rushed. It was put in front of do we us. We need more, we had, need
1: more white babies.
0: Uh, we need more babies, period, man. We need more babies, period in America.
1: Do we need more white babies?
0: I mean, there's plenty. I mean, sure. Why not? I mean, if there's more babies, the better.
1: Is it better for a man to sit in the passionate seat while a woman is driving? What? Um, oh, no, I'd I'm sorry. Drive. Is a man a beta for sitting in the passionate seat when a woman is driving?
0: If he has the ability to drive, I think he should
1: drive. Um, is it beta? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. True or I mean, false. I,
0: I always drive. I always got to drive. Man.
1: Right on. It's beta for a man to sit on the woman's side of the car and she's driving. That's beta. I see
0: that. Huh? I mean, me, at least in my relationship, I, I tend to take over all those things.
1: Right so. on. True or false? So I'm abortion, for myself. True or false, abortion is worse than slavery. Um.
0: Oh, man. Um. I would say yes, only because an entire life never had the opportunity to live. Um, Slavery's terrible, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, you at least have the opportunity to be alive and run away and be free. Why Um, you say slavery was terrible? was nothing terrible
1: about slavery? What the? What are
0: you talking about? People being forced to do things outside of their will? That's terrible, man.
1: No, that didn't happen. But that's a different show. It's the earth flat around. (laughs) <laughs> um, from what I've
0: observed I mean like listen NASA and space tells me around from what I've observed it doesn't appear that way um,
1: so is I, the Earth I don't know flat I'm, not, I'm not a
0: space person I, I don't know I don't have a solid answer on that
1: does a chicken have lips? it has a beak <laughs> do you love white people? Yeah. I love white people, black people. I love all people. (laughs) Do you love white people? Yeah, sure. Would you ever run for president? Depends.
0: Honestly, I don't. uh, So it it depends. That's a good question that you asked that, because uh, one of my policies is called 8, 10, 12 plan. And that, that pertains to term limits. I believe that a president should be limited to eight congressmen, limited to 10 and Senate limited to 12. I believe that with everything that I want to get into Congress, which is passing my legislation and pushing supportive legislation that 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 benefits our country, if I can get all these things done in under 10 years, then I'm done. I don't want to do politics ever again. I'm 33 years old. And I mean, correction, I'm 34 years old. I don't want to be that guy that's like my opponent, 87 years old, decrepit in politics, 40 plus years. And I don't want to do that. Uh, I want to, I believe that if you're going to run for office, you should go in there uh, do the policies that you see fit for the country and you need to go back and live as a normal citizen under those same policies you do do the, with
1: consequences. So probably ma- not it depends should a man kneel to a woman while asking to marry her should sure. he get on I his don't see knees anything wrong with that. yeah I don't see anything wrong with that what the <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't see anything every wrong every time with that. a man kneels to propose to a woman he kneels the rest of his life he gets nothing but hell
0: well, that depends on he who you has made her his god. No, that'll never happen to me.
1: We don't kneel. Only kneel to God. Nobody else. I see what you mean. Did you have fun?
0: This was uh <laughs> This was definitely one of the most unique interviews I've ever had. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Tell the folks. How to get to your website? Uh, help you in your campaign? Uh, whatever you're uh, doing out there.
0: Sure. So first off, uh, one of my friends who really, really love your show, he just wanted me to say this. Shout out to Ray Alessio and uh, Rob Savory. Just wanted me to say that. Um, for, people Shout that out to to, <laughs> for people that want to, for the people that want to learn more about the campaign, they can go to www.billypremfed.com. They can also donate on there. Look at previous videos and going through go through all of my in depth policies and read them for yourself. They could follow me on social media by going on X, typing Billy Prampa, Billy Prampa on Facebook, and some guy named Bill on Instagram. All donations help. And uh, if you guys want to get the beta energy, as Je- as Jesse Lee <laughs> likes to call it, out of Washington, DC, then uh, please donate and help get me to DC so we can get rid of this 87 year old, 40 plus year politician.
1: Amazing. Thanks for taking the hot seat. And I really wish you well in your campaign. And it's amazing. Amazing indeed. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. Don't forget to support The father state by going to the slash donate. And also on Locals. So click in the link description there to support us there on Locals. Thank you all for that. Check out our merch. Amazing merch. Let us hear from you. I do appreciate it. Hey, Billy, spell your last name again. We got to put it up there, but just in case.
0: It's uh, Billy, B-I-L-Y-P-R-E-M-P-E-H, dot com.
1: Right on. Thank you again for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. God bless, Jesse. You too. Amazing.